When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Purple Daily is daily Vikings entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. I will ride with this group. Seriously, man. Please. And away we go. All right, Vikings event line. Happy Super Bowl Sunday. See Vinny there. He is uh, he's ready for the snacks, I think, here for Vikings Ventline. Uh, hit that subscribe button for daily Vikings Entertainment. Vikings Ventline rolls on year round. So during the regular season, of course, we bring on fans right after every Vikings game to talk about the game. And then during the off season, uh, I like to host a little edition where I bring on fans and kind of talk about last season, upcoming expectations for the season, the NFL draft, plenty of things to get to. So if this is a show that you're maybe discovering for the first time and you want to be a part of it, hit me up. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com if you'd like to join the show. Uh, send me an email. I kind of keep track of a bunch of different guests that reach out. So uh, if you'd like to get in on one of these episodes, hit me up. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. Purple Daily is powered by our friends here at Quick Trip. Got my weekend started at Quick Trip. Uh, go check out any Quick Trip for your local convenience needs. Quality glass guarantee. Plenty of great stuff at Quick Trip. Purple Daily is also Daily Vikings Entertainment. So if you uh, are also discovering this for the first time, hit us with the five-star review. Subscribe for Daily Vikings Entertainment. That's right, 365 days a year. Uh, we rock right here on Purple Daily, Mackie and Judd. And then, I, of course, uh, Declan Goff, uh, your executive producer. So without further ado, let's get into Vikings Ventline. Let's get Jake and Ryan on here. Jake and Ryan are making uh, their debut here on Vikings Ventline. Jake has got that beautiful Justin Jefferson uh, portrait behind us. Did you get, was that a birthday gift, Christmas gift? How'd you get that? I think it was a Christmas gift. Okay. Yeah, it's, I think that's his first touchdown. He's that's right. Gritty that's right. Yeah, I think that Titans, was against yeah. the Titans, right? And yeah, like his yeah. rookie year. Yeah, that's a great little photo there. Uh, Ryan, what's going on, man? Where Where are you calling from, Ryan? Are you in Minnesota somewhere else? Where are you at? Southern Minnesota, Rochester area. So, yeah. Okay, very cool. And then, Jake, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Connecticut. Connecticut. Okay, yeah. wow. Uh, how many Vikings fans are in Connecticut? Uh, you might, you've got to be a few, few, few of you over yeah. there. Uh, I know like three. My dad is one of them. Okay. So that's good. Was your dad from Minnesota? No, I don't know why he was a Vikings fan, but he made me one. So, <laughs> so you, you just, this is all, you know, is just being a Vikings fan from your old man. 
Yep. Okay. I like that, man. Uh, Ryan, how about you, man? How long have you become a uh, How long have you been a Vikings fan? Uh, yeah, it's kind of a late bloomer. I guess I became a fan of the Vikings in the 2009 season. Prior to that, you know, I grew up in the 90s, so I was either, you know, I was a 49ers fan. My favorite player was Jerry Rice, and then uh, 2009, I was watching the the uh, 49ers Vikings game. You know, the first Minneapolis miracle, Favre to Sidney Rice. I was like, oh, Sidney Rice, that that <laughs> name's familiar. So he was my favorite player for a while. Um, so kind of been a fan of them since then. Awesome, boys. Well, excited to have you on here on Vikings Bentline. Let's uh, let's get into this first question here. I'm curious. I know Mackie, Judd, and myself, everyone thinks we're Kirk Cousins haters. We are not Kirk Cousins haters. In fact, we'd even welcome him back under the obviously reasonable right terms. So I'm going to start with you guys here. Jake, I'll kick it off with you. Do you want to see Kirk Cousins back, or have you seen enough, You're ready to move on? Do you want to see Kirk Cousins back in purple in 2024? You know, I, I love Kirk Cousins. So you see him at the NFL Honors dancing around with Cam Jordan, but I, th- I think it's time to move on. I mean, the average Kirk Cousins offense is like ranked 13th. I don't think that's not cutting it for me. I'd rather see them go out, trade up to like three, draft Jaden Daniels. I, I, I'm done with Kirk Cousins for now. I mean, the last six years hasn't really worked out too well. No. I mean, in, how, how long have you been a Vikings fan, Jake? Uh, I remember the first Viking play I remember was, I think it was Stefan Diggs' first touchdown. Diving okay. to the end zone against the Lions. So, yeah, in 2015. So, you, so you, you've mostly seen it. So, you saw Teddy. Yeah, you saw yeah, Sam Bradford. You watched the Keenum yep. Magic ride. Yeah, um, that was crazy. So, you, you were actually still used to, like, that un, that uncharted purgatory that the Vikings were in. Now they've had Kirk Cousins for, like, six, seven years. Yeah. And obviously been a little bit of a disappointment. So, you're ready to move on. You're ready to say I, goodbye. I am definitely ready to move on. Okay. Ryan, how about you, man? Do, do you want to see the Vikings bring back Kirk? Are you in Jake's camp? Where do you kind of stand with Kirk Cousins? Yeah, I can echo mostly what you guys feel about him, so I'm not going <laughs> to uh, stray too much from that path. I mean, I'm I'm kind of the same age as Cousins and same life, you know, life stages. With I have kids. I'm not a multi-million dollar quarterback, <laughs> but I, I appreciate, you know, his dad antics. Everyone makes fun of him for it, but I really kind of appreciate you know, the family life aspect, you know, good role model for my kids kind of thing. And I've um, listened to some of his speeches on YouTube that he gives at churches and stuff. So can really kind of appreciate that. So I really like Kirk from that standpoint. But at some point, it it comes across as a little ingenuine when more recently, the comment has been, oh, it's not about the dollars. It's about what they represent. And it's, well, you compare him to Drew Brees, where he had a team-friendly deal signed by now. And so I think my answer would be, yes, I'd, I'd like him back if, you know, he pulled the Tom Brady and was like, yeah, you know, I've, I've made some good money. Let's sign a team friendly deal to fill all these other needs. But at the end of the day, I think that's probably not what he's looking for at this point. You know, he, he'll say stuff like, oh, it's my agent making these decisions. It's like, well, you know, you're in charge of your own life. If you really wanted to be here, you could say, well, let's forget the dollars aspect and you know, I'll I'll take a pay cut. So I'm kind of uh, in agreement with Jake here. I actually really like uh, the LSU guy too, Jaden Daniels. So like if I I would like to see that happen. (laughs) Um, So I I won't be hard. I mean, I will kind of be sad to miss the dad antics, but I, I think it is best for both parties probably that, you know, they part ways. So you're you're also in the camp, Ryan, of maybe even having to trade up. Like you're okay with maybe sacrificing future picks if you have to go up to get Jaden Daniels, or do you kind of want a, the board to play out a little bit, or are you comfortable with making that big trade up to go get him? 
Yeah, so I thought about a lot about this the past, I don't know, week or so. There's so many pieces missing. I'm like, well, they need to. I really like the listener that called in a while ago where it's like, yeah, we should trade back and beef up the lines because we need <laughs> uh, we need help everywhere. So we need more picks, not less. But I, then I was thinking like, well, if we pay if we pay JJ and we do actually get a competent running back and everything else, we're going to be probably at a point where we get nine or ten wins again. You know, maybe not make the big dance, if you will, but then we won't. It'll be even harder to bring in a rookie quarterback. So I think we should strike now while we're somewhat close. So I I am a proponent of, yes, let's give up some draft capital to move up if Jaden does fall. But if he if he doesn't and they're taken right away, that's obviously not an option. So (laughs) and Jake, you're you're good with selling off some of those picks to move up. You're okay with that? Yeah, yeah. I'll give him anything. I think Daniel's really good. (laughs) Yeah, the the size I think is the only thing that worries me, right? Like kind of skinny, kind of scrawny, looks a lot like me. Um, lot much better athlete. I shouldn't say he looks like me. He's definitely still way more muscular and athletic than I've ever even dreamed of. Um, but yeah, I, I think some of the durability there is is interesting with him. And what about JJ McCarthy, Jake? Does that does he do anything for you, or do you are you steering clear there? Uh, I don't know. Not not in the first round. I don't think. I would okay. definitely not at eleven. Second round. I mean, the guy is a winner. Uh, Harbaugh didn't really give him a a great chance to like show what he had, mm-hmm. but I mean, he won the national championship. I think you're really just betting on traits if you take him, but I, I'm not sure. About not sure. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard show podcast Monday through Friday, as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard show app, wherever you get your podcasts or visit Tom It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Well, what do you want to see differently, Jake, about the Vikings this year? So, you know, the first year, Kevin O'Connell, everything goes great. It was obviously, you know, comeback kids and stuff, but last year they regressed a little bit in that luck department, took a little maybe of a step backwards. Now you're entering this weird purgatory with you don't even know who the starting quarterback is going to be. What do you want to see from a team that the Vikings weren't able to do last year that you want to see them do this year? Yeah, they lost eight one-score games last year. So I, I'd like to see them really just finish out these games. I mean, they out-Brandon Staley'd Brandon Staley against the Chargers. I didn't even know that was possible. I mean, they go the Chargers go for a fullback dive in their own territory and don't get it. We still don't right. win. And even, like, I know it's hard to hold them accountable after Kirk Cousins goes down. Jefferson missed a lot of time, but you still you got to finish these games out. Yeah, the, you know, the luck department kind of tends to only swing one way one year and then the other way the next season. But there was definitely some moments where the Vikings feel like they kind of dug their own grave with some of those decision-making. And Kevin O'Connell, I think, kind of takes the blunt of that. Yeah, you lose your starting quarterback. That's that's almost game over 95% of the time. There's been some examples in Vikings history with obviously Case Keenum where, hey, maybe you make an NFC title game run. That's fluky. But I think there is a lot more. There's a lot more questions now on Kevin O'Connell than obviously there were last year, and I'm curious to see if he can kind of answer them. Uh, Ryan, how about you though, buddy? Do, do you what do you want to see from the Vikings in 2024 that maybe you didn't see last season? Yeah, you guys kind of took <laughs> took what I was going to talk about. Better coach team in general, where uh, it, it seemed like uh, for the first half of the season, every week there was something like, "Oh, we're questioning KOC's use of timeouts," and you know, where why are we? sticking with uh, the running back like why aren't, why aren't we switching I mean part of that was they brought in acres right and he got hurt so injuries were everywhere 
Um, but yeah, I, I guess I would like to see a better coach team as far as fewer turnovers. Like, uh, what was up with all the turnovers this year compared to last year? And if it was simple to fix, they would have fixed it, right? So how do you how do you fix something like that? But I like to see that. And then just a consistent running game. We don't necessarily need to be in the top five in running. But, you know, 15 would be nice <laughs> where, you know, if we are drafting a rookie quarterback, a, a run game that we can lean on a little bit to hopefully, you know, ease the burden on that. And then something that's been just a nagging issue ever since the Vikings have been in existence, really the kicking. Like, why why can't we find a kicker? Like, so I really liked uh, a couple episodes ago where Declan, you're like, let's just get rid of the kicking. I'm like, yes. <laughs> But then it's like, well, what do you call football if there's no right. kicking in it? I don't know. Let's call it blitzball or something. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but yeah, what what can we do to, you know, get a better kicker? And then even um, something that might be a hot take is I'd like to maybe see the Vikings be last in the division next year, where if we're drafting a rookie quarterback, play the rookie. You know, don't don't bring in a bridge quarterback. Let the rookie learn. We have too many pieces to fill, I think, to really make it to the last dance next year. So, you know, let's do bad. Let them learn. Let let them build some chemistry with our receivers. And then hopefully, you know, be in a position in 2025 with good draft picks and a low cap to bring in the help we need and, and finally make a run. So I guess what I'd like to see next year then is a commitment to the losing. <laughs> so unlike Jake, where he's like, oh, let's win all these one score games. I'm like, well, if we start one and four, let's just like own up to it and not yeah. like go on a run just to miss the playoffs like we did in 2020 and now this year and then be out of reach for, you know, one of the prime picks, if you will. Jake, are, are you against, uh, you know, the idea of maybe them being bad for a year? Maybe, heck, they, might, they could be bad for the next couple of years, right? If they got to really fill up all these roster spots and maybe they don't have the draft picks, um, you know, after if, if they were to get Jaden Daniels per se or trade up to number three, are you okay with maybe starting like a, not a whole trust the process plan like they do in Philadelphia, but are you okay with maybe the Vikings taking a step back to get, to become a better team in the long run? Uh, yeah, totally. And it's funny you say that I'm a Sixer fan. I'm not, not a Timberwolves fan, unfortunately, but um, yeah, especially if they uh, draft a quarterback, I'm totally fine with them winning like six games instead of, you know, the same old, competitive rebuild, win nine games, and then get knocked down the wild card with Kirk Cousins. So, yeah. No, I'd like to see him win, like, especially last year, if they could have won some of those mm-hmm. close games. But after you start one and four, yeah, I would have been okay with you know, tanking it a little bit. Maybe you would have had a top five pick this year. So, yeah, if they, if they kind of get younger, like, I'm totally fine with losing more games. Having this, like, a hard-earned six wins with the young, young core, that'd, that'd be awesome. Yeah, it feels like, too, if they were to go down the rookie quarterback path and maybe they are just that six, seven win team at best, but there's like strides that were taking place with the rookie QB and Kevin O'Connell and playmaking and decision making. You know, actually, I think that's where KOC maybe gets a contract extensions. It's if they extend Kirk and they're kind of just still in the classic nine and eight territory where they mostly have been outside of last year with Kirk. Does that get Kevin O'Connell extended? I, I genuinely don't know. Uh, so if. If they want to go down the rookie path, I think there's actually more leeway. I know it's uncertainty, but I think there's actually more leeway of Kevin O'Connell getting a contract extension than it is just hitching his ride to uh, to Kirk Cousins, and especially Kwesi, too. Obviously, I think people have a lot more questions about Kwesi than KOC, so if they want their next contract, they're going to be entering year three or four. 
Um, it probably hinders on their next moves here in the next month or two. And obviously in the draft, that will obviously play a lot of, a lot of factors in them sticking around in the Vikings organization. Uh, Ryan, you said you were a 49ers fan at once upon a time, maybe before you discovered the Vikings. What, what could the uh, Vikings learn from the 49ers? And maybe even you can include the Chiefs in there too, of course, with Pat Mahomes. But what can the Vikings learn from the two Super Bowl teams for this weekend? Well, for the 49ers, I think, you know, if you get lucky in the last pick of the draft, you know, you select a quarterback that works. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I guess they would argue that they got unlucky with quarterbacks before that, right? But um you know, I guess as far as the Chiefs are concerned, ideally, I think that would be the better approach where like you, you find your Hall of Fame quarterback, you know, you franchise tag him and you get 10 years of, of good memories where you're, you know, in back-to-back Super Bowls or <laughs> every other Super Bowl you're in there. But I think the likelihood that you find the next Patrick Mahomes is a lot lower than if you get a decent quarterback in, on his rookie deal and then you have the money to fill in the other pieces of your roster. So I'm kind of a proponent of the... 49ers approach, which is kind of why I was like, well, uh, you know, Kirk Cousins is good. He's not Patrick Mahomes good, so let's not pay him like it. <laughs> so I guess I'm kind of a fan of their approach where, uh, you know, you draft kind of a quarterback and then use it, take advantage of the rookie deal. Well, I just said, well, let's get rid of some draft capital to move up, whereas they found their quarterback late in the draft. So you got to get lucky, right? <laughs> um, so but I'm definitely a fan of that. So if, you know, the LSU guy is not available and we miss out on him and we're on the clock at 11, I'm kind of a proponent of, well, let's move back a little bit and maybe grab JJ McCarthy after we accumulate a couple more draft picks, but yeah, kind of use the draft and free agency to fill in some needs that, you know, because you're not paying your quarterback tons of money, you have the capital cap capital to bring in the other pieces. Yeah, I mean, luck's totally involved. I mean, on both sides of those things, right? Like the Chiefs trade down and they take Pat Mahomes and he sits for a year and then all of a sudden the third quarterback off the board from that respective draft class is the best quarterback maybe of all time. And then with the 49ers, to your example, just, hey, just just take the last guy in the draft and all of a sudden move off the guy you traded up for like the draft before and forget all about that and here you are in the Super Bowl with it. So it is kind of funny that, yes, we can have all the information. You can have all the great people in charge, but that lady luck factor that is obviously unquantifiable and something you can't really buy per se uh, plays a huge factor in a lot of these decisions. Jake, how about you, man? What, what could the Vikings learn from uh, the Super Bowl matchup this weekend? Yeah, I a hundred percent agree with Ryan. Whereas like uh, just take advantage of like a rookie scale contract on the quarterback, unless it's a guy like Patrick Mahomes who can single-handedly win you football games. But like, Bill says it a lot, at least before the injury, Kirk Cousins could be arguably one of the eight to 12 best quarterbacks in the world. But I don't really, you know, agree with paying a guy like Kirk Cousins, like a fringe top 10 quarterback, 45 plus million dollars a year. I don't think that's like a recipe for success. Another thing uh, the Niners and Chiefs can teach the Vikings is how to draft. Because, I mean, you can't really judge a 2023 class yet. They've only played a year. But 2022 get class, I mean, they're drafting – Silly gooses like Lewis Seen and Andrew Booth Jr. I mean, these they barely contributed. Whereas you look at the Chiefs 2022 class, you got Trent McDuffie, one of the best slot corners in the league. Carl Aftis had like 10 and a half sacks. Pacheco is one of the best running backs in football. I mean, and then the Niners, they didn't have a first-round pick, but they still found their guy, Brock Purdy, in the seventh round. So I think if they can learn how to draft, especially in these later rounds, and fill up these you know, roster spots that, you know, 
Vikings have like no depth on defense, especially in that D line. So that'd be nice to learn how to draft a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. They, you can't judge the class from immediately, but that 2022 class is probably going to go down as one of the worst in Vikings history. But if Kwesi's process was better in 2023, hey, maybe you get some hits like we saw from the Detroit Lions where immediately there's three or four guys from that draft class that helps them get to the NFC title game. You're able to kind of forget some of those lumps that you're able to take. So, yeah, there's luck involved. There's there's trial by error to a degree involved. And hopefully Kwesi uh, obviously learns from his mistakes and, and gets the Vikings back on track here in a couple months when the draft begins. Uh, fellas, before we go, uh, any last takes? Ryan, I'll start with you. Any last takes, any shout-outs you'd love to give here on Vikings Ventline? The uh, floor is yours. Sure. Well, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, I've been listening for about six months, so it's my first season listening to your show. I really like the write that down segment. <laughs> it's kind of cool to see, you know, <laughs> how the completion percentage changes and and uh, when you bring up suggestions like, oh, let's get rid of kicking. So I really kind of <laughs> like listening to the the theory crafting behind the game as far as shout outs um you know thanks friends and family for putting up with me i guess as <laughs> uh, shout outs to my two daughters who are vikings fans i think that has to do with the color purple uh as opposed to the team but totally. you know it is what it is my son shout out to him even though he's a packers fan like uh, he tests my love sometimes so what do you what do you do and shout out to my you know wife and other family of course but yeah Jake, how about you, buddy? I know you're, uh, you and your dad are Vikings fans out there. Any shout-outs you'd love to give? Any other last takes? Uh, fire away, man. Yeah, one take I will make is I think uh, Brian Flores is going to go up to Quasey and say, hey, man, our, our interior defensive line was a bunch of mush last year. We need to go out and get the guy from Baltimore, uh, uh, Matabuike, great player. Mm-hmm. So I think Matabuike will be a Viking, hopefully for uh, years to come. And a couple shout-outs. I'll give one to my dad. Thank you for uh, making me a Viking fan. Making me a Viking fan. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but here I, we're still here, so we're good. And just for to you, uh, Judd and Phil, for making this show so enjoyable to watch. Thank you guys. Well, appreciate you guys. And yeah, whether it's your dad making you a Vikings fan for no reason, or Ryan, you got a son who might be a Packer fan. There, there's a lot of a lot of conflicting stuff there. So at least we can all hopefully see the Vikings win a uh, win a Super Bowl before we die. Jake, Ryan, thank you guys. Great stuff. Thanks for coming on Vikings Bentline. And again, if anyone wants to come on a future episode that's listening or watching this, hit me up. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. Purple Daily, where we just want to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl before we die.